Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinion. Pop Pinions. On air. On air. Episode. 141. Do you know what that is? Um, an anagram. No, not an anagram. Pal- palindrome. Technically, it is an anagram. I uh, think I hear the ice cream chuck still. I know. I'm telling you. I can hear it. An anagram. Is words. Is words. No, that's what palindrome is. Look it up. Anyways, um, anagram is not that. Is it? Anagram. I know it's called a palindrome, though, right? Maybe that's the fancy word for it. Anagram Uh, is like if you did LA and that stands for Los Angeles, no? Uh,. It's a tool to help players rearrange letters. Oh, so it's just rearranging. But palindrome is like back and forth, I guess. Yeah. So 141. (coughs) Other way, 141. (laughs) I always find something fun. I know. I like it. Case, how are you doing? I am good. I have a couple of updates. Um, First of all, I have very few days left of work. Very excited. That's not my news. Today, okay, work is slow in June for my type of work, okay? So, although I was working, I was actually organizing and packing. And packing, okay, the room. While that was happening, while I was working, I had on Actors on Actors. Oh, yeah, that's the best. It was, I went down a full rabbit hole. I watched... Um, like old ones or this year's? Wait for it, Jack. Okay. I watched the first one. I watched was Catherine Heigl and Ellen Pompeo. Oh, <laughs> Ellen Pompeo. Um, just out of curiosity, because I feel like Catherine Heigl gets a bad rap, and I don't. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I just wanted that was a curiosity for me of just you know that. Then I watched Jeremy Allen White with. Jennifer Coolidge. Definitely the best one on the dock. Oh, I was so good. It was so good. She is one of the most fascinating humans. Like, the I don't know. She just, like, there's no filter. She does not care. She's just a fascinating human. <clears throat> I watched Zendaya with Andrew Garfield. I watched, so then while I was doing it, a new one uploaded. And it was Jenna Ortega with Al Fanning. So I watched that one too. That's what I did today. <laughs> but it was such a perfect thing to have on. It's like a podcast, right? Like I didn't have to really like watch. No, you just listen. Listen. And then I was like organizing and like getting all ready and stuff for like packing up. It was perfect. So because my coworker, she wasn't there today and neither was my student. So I had no distractions or disruptions. It was just me in this room. By myself and I'm like I will talk to myself if I don't watch this anyway so I watched it highly recommend it I love Jenna Ortega and Al Fanning for the young like they're the young you know uh, kind of representing Hollywood and Jenna Ortega cries at one point like it's really um it's good though like it's a really it's a really good she's a she fascinates me too as someone as someone that's bought in on the future of her career yeah you did that was a smart move because I feel like she's going to do more than act. I f- she's already producing the next season of Wednesday. I feel like she really wants to understand this business and do really good work. And she, you know, but I also could see her taking time off because I think it gets overwhelming for her. So, so that's what I did today. And it was really made my day happy. How are you? How was last night? Uh, so yeah, last night went, uh, went to the Jays game with, uh, the boys. Yeah. Missing, missing one or actually two, two out of like our, our main group of friends, but it was really fun. The first couple innings, it was a dollar, dollar dog night. Oh boy. So, um, do you, did you, do you know how many I had? No. Do you want to just throw out a guess? Cause ever I had that girl that lives here guess and she made me feel better about myself. Okay. Five. No. Okay. Uh, nine. Wow. So and it, they're like they're pretty small. Oh, okay. So not, not like, like foot the, long. Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay, they're okay. like small. Maybe I would have guessed a little differently. Yeah, then. she guessed thirteen. So oh, okay. And I struggled to get to nine, but then it was like the seventh inning, so I went for like one more drink, and I'm like, I was at yeah, I was at seven because I went up and got three, 
the next time I ordered three and the guy had four in his hand and he was like, just take it. Like he just did not care. Don't care. And so then the last one, I was like, I was kind of on the struggle bus and I was like, I'll have two more and then had them through the last two innings. But yeah, Jay's one, uh, very, very fun game and good. good quality time. I love that for you. I love when you have boy time. Right? Uh, and then the other big thing I want to talk about is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. How many times have you seen it already? Twice. Yep. It's not it's not Spider-Man No Way Home, which was three times in a weekend. Okay. Um, but very good movie. Mm-hmm. Comparable, I would say, I would say I didn't, not didn't enjoy it, but I would say not as good as the first one. Okay. But... I wouldn't say anyone was wrong if they liked it more than the first one. Oh, okay. okay. Very, very good movie. Kind of leaves you wanting more. And the next movie comes out uh, March of next year. So oh, okay. they're probably already in the latter stages of it, yeah, I would yeah. guess. Um, very good. A lot um, a lot going on. So yeah. seeing it the second time wasn't quite like No Way Home of like, oh, I just want to see it again. But I watched it the second time to kind of try to notice more in the background. And there's a lot of spider people. Oh, okay. Spider people. Yeah. So not just spider men. No. Or spider woman. Yeah. Wi- wi- women? Women. Yeah, there is. Chiquitas. At least two. Okay. Maybe more. Okay. Uh, but yes, very, very enjoyable and i don't know sorry i have one more thing i forgot to say okay have you heard of a show called the offer i thought you were about to say the office um isn't the offer isn't that apple tv and maybe like is it apple tv um sure it has miles teller juno temple matthew good like all of these amazing people and i've just heard about it today while i was watching actors on actors someone had brought it up saying it was such a good TV show. Uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, oh, I have heard it. We, we've talked about I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but it's about the making of The Godfather. Yeah. Good people, though. I'm going to have to put that. We added that one to our list because I was like, oh, that looks fun. It's supposed to be really good. Justin Chambers and yeah. Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, he's so good. Should I just keep going through people? No, that's good. Uh, Michael Gandolfini. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and then Jake Cannavale. Yeah. Like Bobby Cannavale. Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Um, I hope everyone's very entertained right now. Okay. On uh, today's show. Joseph Russo. Um, not related to the Russo brothers. Uh, on today's episode, we have our IMCs. I'm sorry if I'm a little, I'm a little hoarse. A lot of, a lot of yelling at the game. Oh yeah, yeah. They were playing Houston, and they're a bunch of cheaters and cheaters. Uh, we have Little Women, not the version you expect. Nope. From uh, 1994. The original. No. There's oh. There's three. Uh, and then I, I watched the remake of White Man Can't Jump. We did a reversal. <laughs> With the remakes. Yeah. Right? Like, you watch the new one, and I watch the old one. But there's some. I know. We're just going to talk about that one. The middle one. Um, yeah, and then we're going to do best, worst, and whatever category you made up. Yeah, I just made it my own. I also made up my own. Yeah. After you said it. So, I have best, worst, and then ones I'm just, like, neutral about. Oh, okay. I like that. In terms of remakes. Yeah, perfect. All right. Let's get into our IMC. Okay. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Wow, first one. Beat me. He beat me. Um, I will let the, the older movie go first. Oh, I like that theory. Okay, so I'm not going to typically, you know, we talk about like this, 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 this happens. I'm not going to do that because if you haven't seen Little Women, I'm sorry. I don't know. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down each movie from I'm only doing the 94 and then the 2019 movie and compare them. So in the 1994 we had Winona Ryder, Claire Danes, Trini Alvarado, uh, Kirsten Dunst, and then Kirsten Dunst's character is, which is Amy, is also played by Samantha Mathis older. I'll tell you how I feel about that. The 2019 is Emma Watson, Saoirse Ronan, um, Eliza Scalin, and Florence Pugh. And then I'll talk about the moms after. So I... I, I mean, I love 
both as far as okay so my first category is called the march sisters because those are the sisters that's about and i would say um i liked the 2019 cast a little by a hair by like a marginal like just a little bit and the reason why i liked it a little better i didn't like that kirsten dunce's character was then played by an older character when everyone else stayed like Claire Danes, Winona Ryder, like everyone else stayed the same. And Kirsten Dunn's played a 12 year old. I, I get the thinking behind it because then she's then an adult. Right. So I understand the thinking of it, but it was like, she was too young to me because there is a scene where she's there with Lori and it's like a little bit flirty. And I'm like, that's gross because she's actually 12 like Kirsten Dunst and then he's like Christian Bale's like in his 20s and I'm just like I don't know it's just like wigged me out a little it's a little, bit. It's a little um to I was gonna say not to normal people but it's a little um what Star Wars the original not the original yes. trilogy but they had Jake Lloyd play Anakin Skywalker and then by episode two it's like oh yeah him and Natalie Portman now Hayden Christensen they're just the same age now yeah like but he's like a child it's weird to me like I had a hard time whatever but I I want to reiterate, I do love that cast. In 1994, these were the people. Winona Ryder was like, she was, I mean, a huge up-and-comer. Claire Danes was super pop, like, getting there because she had done a couple things. Wouldn't Winona Ryder have been, like, the most popular? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, she was, like, the it girl at that time. Um, so I'd say by hair. And another thing I really did enjoy was Florence Pugh's character, Amy, which is, again, it was also Kirsten Dunst, but... Amy Amy in the book is meant to be very bratty and she is bratty in the movie in both movies like she burns the book and she's bratty but Florence Pugh this is Greta Gerwig's choice made her a little bit more of a sympathetic character she wasn't as bratty as she was like Kirsten Dunst and I did enjoy that because you can still have sibling rivalry without it being like a brat but then are you not that you're changing the character too much because you can do whatever you want, but then does that not take away from what the character is supposed to be? Yeah. And I, as she grows up, but she still does like still Florence Pugh still burns her book and she still is, has that side to her, but it's not as prevalent as, as the Kirsten Dunn's character. Um, I would say as far as the setup, the 1994 is very linear. It just like, here's start to front. Here's the movie. Nine, uh, the 2019 one, it kind of moves back and forth from time, time jump. Yeah. Present to past. And for some people that was hard to follow. I was fine with it. I, I was fine. So that one, I'm pretty indifferent about it. Didn't, that doesn't bother me how the story was told. I thought they were both good. Um, Marmy March, which is, um, the mom. So in 1994 played by Susan Sarandon and 2019 played by Laura Dern. Uh, I love Susan Sarandon, but Laura Dern had, um, a guest sweetness that I really like. I thought she played the part beautifully. So I, I would give it to the 2019 one. Um, Lori played in 1994's is Christian Bale and in 2019 it's played by Timothy Chalamet. Now, I'm going to I'm going to say Christian Bale is like a Meryl Streep. Like he can't do He, he can play Batman. He, yeah, he can. He can't do any wrong. I know he's a phenomenal actor. The thing that I would give it to the 2019 version is because Sersha and Timothy already have a bit of a backstory with doing Ladybird together and like they're friends. I felt like it it just felt more believable to me than Christian Bale and Winona Ryder. It just it just had a different feel to me. Um, so Frederick, who this is who Joe ends up with. Remember, she goes to that house and she's writing and stuff like that. And she she ends up with the man like Joe, like um, Sersha. She ends up marrying that guy. Frederick. No. OK. So in the 1994 version, Frederick is played by Gabriel Byrne, who is in his 40s. In, okay. Sorry, in which version? In the 1994. In the 2019 one, it's Louis Garrel. And he's like in his mid-30s, like when it was filmed. So they look like Sersha and him look a little more uh, like age appropriate to me. When 
Winona Ryder showed up and Gabriel Byrne was like the love interest. I guess I'd forgotten that. And I had a really hard time with it. Like I was like, it literally looks like her father to me. Like I just, I don't, I think they had good chemistry. I just, I don't know. I just had a hard time with it. I was like, no, no, no. Um, And then the last thing I'm going to say is visually, 1994 had a drabber feeling and the 2019 was a bit more colorful in um in a still like the it's just like the visually I found it a little more appealing um the articles I was reading a lot more people like the 2019 but I think for and both were uh, directed by women so that's you know that's a win yeah um but I think I'm gonna give it to the 2019 Greta Gerwig's version it's also her for, rendition I for guess. some for some movies and we'll get into that more with the with the best and worst there's some movies that just make sense for the time that they're made but there's other movies like not that this is like a huge cgi budget or anything but when you do it when you make a modern version of it you kind of have more at your disposal than you do in 1994 totally. yeah which makes it then interesting that some of these movies like there's one to me that's the most egregious for being bad because it was made like 60 years apart and like you could do so much more with the movie and then it just was worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a very one of the worst movies I think I've seen. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So that's my uh, Little Women. But I did enjoy like I hate saying that because I did enjoy the 1994 or yeah, 1994. I mean, that's like my era. Those are my pe- those are my girls. I grew up when Ona was like, you know, the it girl and I always loved her, you know, but it just, I think for t- the 2019, it's a little bit better. Yeah. I'll, I'll translate for everyone here. Uh, she hates. <laughs> I don't. Hates. No. 1994. No, 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 no. Yeah. I also just, uh, sorry, as I'm thinking of it, I love Claire Danes too, but I think the girl who played Beth in this version had, um, like, Claire Danes was kind of one-dimensional. I think she's grown a lot as an actress. But this girl, I, um, her name is, oh, Eliza Scalen. She, she had a little more depth to her character. Like, she wasn't just a sick girl, you know? She had a bit more. So I enjoyed that uh, version too. Was Winona Ryder Joe? Yeah. I kind of feel like Claire Danes would be a good Joe. I could see that too. Cause I feel like she wasn't, it's, it wasn't given an, enough, you know, like she's also not in it very much. Like the other version, Eliza's in it of like way more Beth's like the newer version, Beth's in it way more. Like she's not really in it and she's kind of just sick all the time. So you're not, you're not getting a lot from her, which is not her fault, but yeah. Mm. So that's it. Now I'm done. Okay. Uh, for my movie, I watched 2023's uh, White Man Can't Jump. Didn't change the name. Uh, it is on Disney Plus, uh, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63% audience. Uh, tagline, play harder, play hard, hustle harder. Mm, I kind of like that. It suits uh, the movie. Well, it's also like it's a little double entendre. Yes. Like hustle in terms of basketball, but also hustle people out of their money. Totally. Uh, directed by Calmatic. Okay. I think Car Calmatic. I don't know exactly how to say that. Um, so it's about seemingly opposite uh, Hooper has-beens, Jeremy and Kamal team up for one final shot at living out their dream. So... Mm. Not too far off. I, I'm not comparing and contrasting. I just think, I think, the biggest thing about this movie is it shouldn't have been White Man Can't Jump. Like it shouldn't have been a remake. You could make this movie on its own. You, I don't think you needed that title with it. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, because of who the characters are, it kind of just lines up of like they're the one thing I'm glad they didn't do was like, hey, this is Billy Hoyle and Sydney Sons. Mm. Like that would have been annoying that I'm glad they kind of made it its own thing. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, Jack Harlow, Cinqua Walls, Laura Harrier, uh, Tiana Taylor, Lance Reddick, which was one of his last roles before he passed away oh. uh, this this March. Okay. Um, Andrew Schultz, uh, Miles Bullock, Vince Staples, who you would remember from, he's in Abbott Elementary recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taylor Rooks, who is like an NBA reporter. She's in it for like two seconds. I wrote it down being like, oh, she's in it. And then she's at like the very end. Uh, Blake Griffin's also in it. Um, so I don't know if I, 
said it on the last episode, but I wanted to break these movies down in a different way, mm-hmm. a little more creative than just the, here's the plot and here's what happens. Yeah. Uh, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten <gasps> categories. Look at you. Uh, so we have production. Okay. Editing. Sound, which I guess could, I guess I could say video editing, but just editing, sound, uh, lighting slash color, cinematography, plot, acting. Um, I wrote writing slash best lines, but for this movie, it was all just the best lines because there's a few good ones. Um, my dislikes with the movie, and then I give just like an overall, overall thought. I love it. Um, so let's start with the production. So, uh, Kenya Barris, who was the creator, I believe, of Blackish, uh, started working on this in 2017, trying Aww. to work on this idea to bring back this like pretty iconic movie that would be hard to hard to replicate. Mm-hmm. He got like he Kenya Bears, I can't remember, but got like Blake Griffin, got an NFL player to invest into this project. Um, later on in the process, Jack Harlow, who is a rapper for anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> uh, he is the the white man that can't jump. Uh, one of the things I found very interesting, so he, Harlow, has uh, a shoe deal with New Balance. Okay. So during the movie, pretty much all he's, well, he has some pretty out there outfits, but anything basketball related, he's wearing New Balances. Nice. Not a traditional basketball shoe. Yeah, but it's not. They're my favorite too. Just, that's what your I Your favorite run. basketball shoe? They're just my favorite shoe. That's what I run into. I love them. Um, they threw a little small touch towards the end where uh, Kamal, I'm going to use Jeremy and Kamal are their names. Um, uh, his son wears a little like, you know, like the bicycle, like the cycling hat that Sydney wears in okay. White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, his, yeah. his son wears that hat. Uh, so there's okay. kind of little touches of the of the original movie. Um, Blake Griffin produced it and makes a very small appearance in the movie and is actually kind of funny in his few seconds and um tyler hero another basketball player very good friends with jack harlow um plays himself Mm -hmm. quote unquote himself where like again he's in one scene and he's like freaking out like he's playing himself and he's like shooting and people are trying to talk to him and he's like just screaming at people which is just not who he who he actually is yeah um in terms of the editing so it opens with um Kamal and his dad so Kamal was a like number one high school recruit um and he was talking to ESPN about you know what he's gonna do like going to college and at the NBA that kind of stuff and they do a really cool transition because he's doing this interview in his like high school gym and they kind of change the color of the scene and bring you to modern day and he's just kind of playing like pickup basketball yeah that's fun um there's a really cool like i don't know it's kind of hard to explain but uh someone throws a pass and it kind of like the ball almost becomes the camera for a second where it's kind of moving and then you see like the ball disappears for a second but you can kind of you're following the path of the ball to a pass okay um very cool um showing back to like the backstory of kamal and he's like doing workouts in his high school gym by himself now. And also they show, they kind of go back and forth between what he was doing in high school versus what he is doing now kind of as his therapy. Mm. Um, sound. So there's a lot of, I also learned that uh, whoop, there it is. Yeah. I always thought it was whoop. Me too. Yeah, there's an M in there. Oh, whoop. whoop. There it is. No, I don't like that. You can't change that. <laughs> uh, so that song is a part of it. Uh, it was scored by um, Mars. Marcello Zarvis, who also scored Enough Said in like quite a few other movies, but Enough Said was kind of the biggest one. Okay. Uh, DJ Drama mm-hmm. was the one who did the soundtrack. Um, a few of the other songs, um, I Wish by Skilo. Mm-hmm. Um, Why Can't We Be Friends? Yeah. Very, like, probably one of the most used songs in any movie. Yeah, yeah. Just works really well in the part they use it. Um, Santeria by, Sub- by Sublime. Um Billie Eilish by Armani White. Oh, nice. Um, That's a good song. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, which actually is like a pretty important part of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, then we have Come Down by Anderson Pack, which is my favorite song of his. Yeah. So I wanted to shout that out. Uh, Down Bad by Dreamville. Like it's a, a bunch of different artists from that record label. 
And then in the end credits, uh, Jack Harlow's song, What's Poppin', plays as the credits go. Nice. Uh, In terms of the lighting and color, there's a pretty noticeable, like, yellow hue as a pretty big part of the movie. Um, They play on a lot of different courts, so they're very creative colors about kind of what area of... Because it is set in California, so they're kind of outside, inside. They're, like, playing in, like, underpasses and... um, there's one really cool court that's, like, right by the ocean. Oh, fun. Uh, they play in, like, Venice Beach. So that is definitely the color that was noticeable. Uh, Jack Harlow's outfits are just... He does not dress like a basketball player. Right. He dresses like... I don't know. Are you allowed to say hippie? Or is that offensive? I think you are, but I... Yeah. Like, I he think... d- he dresses like... Uh, he's, like, big into meditation. He's trying to sell everybody his 30-day... He has a detox program that he does. Like, he is very, like spiritual he eats plant-based like it's a like lot a yogi of, yeah that's yeah. a good way that's a good way to say it um then uh they play on this like three-on-three tournament and the court again is another like crazy like yellow so it's a a lot of yellow part of this movie okay um cinematography mostly just like the changing of courts throughout the different games um i talked about the court that they play like right you it's far away but like the background is just like the ocean mm-hmm. that's pretty cool and then in one of the games they have like a pretty cool like overhead shot of like someone like dribbling past someone else um the plot i, I just thought it was a little like too modern where they're like using modern slang but it kind of just felt like forced okay so i didn't, didn't were they love still that. trying to hustle money yeah so, so I guess that's I, unbelievable because nobody carries cash anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to call like no way. So they Venmo. do that. It is. There's it a, is? one nice. of the, so when they first meet, um, Jack Harlow tries to like give him advice and he's like, you know, and he's dressed up like a Yogi and he's wearing like Birkenstocks and he's like, you know, you're not really getting enough legs under your shot. So, you know, if you want to like think about that and they have like a shooting contest and once it's over, he's like, you know, like, I, I prefer Venmo or this other app. But he's like, right. you look like a cash app guy. So, like, I'm okay with that. Right, right. And not a, you are right that a lot of people don't carry cash. But these guys do. One one guy in the movie has it just, like, in a sock. Yeah, yeah. He's like, do you want to bet $200 on this game? And then he pulls it out of his sock. And I'm like, what if you weren't going to bet on a game? Are you just going to keep that sock in your sock? Gross. Um, so, the, again, the way they meet and they're both has-beens... Uh, uh, Jeremy has two bad ACLs like both mm-hmm. of them had been torn but he was like a college not necessarily I don't want to say prodigy because that was more Kamal Kamal was the high school prodigy and one of his last games this crowd was heckling him and he ended up punching one of the students and got arrested wow so that was the end of his career and Jeremy's was just physical like physically he just couldn't do it anymore oh, okay um of course, they have their first game together where they're not talking and they're throwing bad passes. They're not making shots. And like, as they keep playing and playing, they figure stuff out. I like that. I'm trying to think about the original of like, I kind of felt like they were both shit talkers. Yeah, I feel like they were too. Yeah. But this one is more like Jeremy, Jack Harlow's character is the shit talker, but he's okay. not like, he's not like yelling and screaming at people. He does it in such a funny way of he's just like, he just like gets in people's heads, but I was in gonna such... say if he's a yogi, he's yeah, not and... yelling at people. No, but he does it in such a calm way, and he's just like, like this one game they're playing. He's like, you know, those shorts look really good on you. Like, do you have an OnlyFans? Like, right. he kind of makes a joke like right, that right. and gets in his head in a positive way. Right, almost. right. Um, what else we got? They start to figure it out. They go to, they go to, they have to first hustle to get money to get enough money to get into a tournament. Um they end up losing in one of these tournaments and kind of in like a very big 180 but i guess it's it's a big loss and something else happens in jeremy's life that kind of forces him like he's a basketball trainer but like um he then starts to like hustle the money and uh his girlfriend is a dancer but not like a stripper yeah there's a joke in there where it's like oh my my girlfriend's a dancer and this guy's like yeah Mm -hmm. everyone's girlfriend's a dancer but she's like a ballerina like Like an actual like like a choreographer right okay um then they have a pretty big story about that you slowly find out about uh kamal's dad who is like very involved with his basketball career has ms so once he 
was kind of towards the end of his high school career is when his dad was like not less involved obviously by choice but because of the ms right um so the plot isn't like not terrible but it's also like not that unique i guess right right um acting wise jack harlow can do comedy okay he's a comedic like he's very funny i I don't think he has much more than that right right that's fine though right a lot of like as long as he knows his limits and plays within it yeah no problem with that uh cinqua on the other hand has gives this movie range he Mm -hmm. he gives it all the emotional legs which is probably why i'll talk about it later that it kind of falls flat in terms of the emotions because he's the only one that can right that carries that yeah but then he's also funny uh tiana taylor and laura harrier who uh the latter was in spider-man, Spider-Man. homecoming mm-hmm. um they're pretty good like they're just kind of they are the not stereotypical but like they're the girlfriends yeah and they don't really have much or one of them's a wife but like they What's don't that woman thing that the test oh the bechdel test yeah the, uh, the movie does not pass it <laughs> no. i actually don't think uh, they they talk like once yeah but and they probably just talk about the boys no they like go to a party oh, i okay. guess technically it would pass in that sense where like they're at a party for kamal's son and the the mom is going to do something and laura harrier is like oh like i'll come help but I guess that's not really a conversation. Nope. Um, what else we got? Uh, Miles Miles Bullock uh, and Vince Staples play Kamal's friends who kind of backstab him and causes him to be Jack Harlow's teammate. They are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, they are the funniest part of the movie. Andrew Shawls, who's like a big... Um, he's like a... He's a comedian, like stand-up comedian. I think he had a or has a show on netflix okay he's really funny he plays jack harlow's drug dealer because he takes like percocets and vicodin that kind of stuff for his knees okay even though he's all about like detoxing your body and being all healthy but then also has that okay. that vice of popping right, pills right um not very high expectations but i say they were either my expectations in terms of the acting were either met or slightly underachieved i would say um here are some of the best lines and i will say there was a few of them that i couldn't write because they were either too long or included words that i'm not allowed to say yes uh one of them includes the wife talking to kamal and just says like it was something about like raising money and she does hair in their house so she's like oh i'll put up this amount of money to help you and he's like why are you betting on me and she's like i'm betting you're gonna be that and then says the word i'm not allowed to say because But it was just like so unexpected that I actually paused it and started laughing because I'm right. like, wow, I was I thought it was just going to be like, you're my husband and I love you. Right. But it's like, um, you're going to prove you're that basically you're that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one of the first first like really funny lines was um, they first see Jack Harlow. And again, he's wearing Birkenstocks and dressed like a yogi. And I can't remember which of the two friends says it to each other, but they just like we should rob him just to send a message. Oh. But first, it's like, we should just rob him. And then later, it's like, well, like, just to send a message, mm-hmm. just to, like, scare him, pretty much. Um, this will be for any any basketball fan out there. But Jack Harlow is talking about the type of player that he is. Or I guess I'm just saying Jack Harlow. Jeremy just says, like, I'm a less fat Luca. Oh, OK. Uh, Luca Doncic, who he says is one of the best players in the league. And his line right after that, he's like, and once we accept that he's the best player in the league, that's going to help race relations right? because he's a white dude white, from yeah. Slovenia. Right. Um, uh, Laura Harrier's talking about um, what a like good guy Jeremy is. And and he said, um, he says, my mom put me on to Gilmore girls at a young age. Nice. <laughs> so I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, during one of the tournament, during one of the tournament games. Uh, so I'm trying to think again in terms of it, is white man can't jump ish where the original where he throws an alley-oop i think in the original Mm -hmm. this one is just like a bounce pass and jack harlow dunks okay and everyone starts cheering and so i guess is in the the final three-on-three tournament that they play it's kamal uh jeremy and his two friends that are really funny and one of them sitting on the bench the not Vince staples one i guess and everyone's like freaking out because he dunked but it also was better than white man the original because uh jeremy like barely gets it over over the rim oh, okay when 
Billy Hoyle is like above the rim. Right. And you could kind of just tell it was an eight foot hoop. But this one, it seemed like he did actually dunk and like barely rolled the ball over. But he still dunked and um, everyone's freaking out. And the guy sitting on the bench just goes, y'all are acting like white man can't dunk. Oh, nice. That was close. That was close to the no title drop in this one. Um, Mom put me on the Gilmore Girls. Um, (laughs) One of like... uh, so there's some rivalry going on within the movie and this one guy says to come on like calls him cuz so he walks away and jeremy goes you guys are all cousins oh <laughs> but cuz is just like a term yeah, like a like, like bro dude, yeah. Or, yeah but it just it he just delivered it so perfectly of like wait like you guys are all cousins <laughs> right and they're like no and then he calls the guy cuz and like mm. did not go too well yeah um uh, again, so the guy that was sitting on the bench, so Miles Bullock, is said most of these lines. Um, he gets like crossed over, and then the guy like does a layup over him, and he goes, "Damn, the ancestors made me trip." Oh, gee. wow. Um, and then, and then again, he drops. This is the best line of the movie, where he gets subbed out for Jeremy, and he's like, uh, he's like arguing, he's like, "Oh, like you can't take me out of this game, whatever, whatever." And Jeremy just goes, "Oh, it's all good." And he says, um, that's what they said, or that's how they got us all on the boat. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This movie is a lot of, like, I don't remember the original being this way, but there is a lot of, like, race, like, back and forth, like, calling each other racist and, yeah. like, making racist comments to each other. Wow. But it just kind of shows how their dynamic yeah. works. Um, to the dislikes, I guess just overall, the writing was, they had a lot of good one-liners, but yeah (laughs) not much outside of that um my dislikes uh one of the games ends when someone punches someone Mm. and someone else who was like not cheering for the jeremy kamal team Mm -hmm. goes to his car and gets a flamethrower oh my and like proceeds to just kind of shoot the flamethrower all over the court wow it was like just really unnecessary um again and it misses the emotional notes outside of Kamal and his dad. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like they have a Jeremy and Laura Harrier because they're together. She's like leaving to go work with like SZA, I think it was. Okay. And it just doesn't work as well. Like he didn't really have as much time, his character to have that emotional depth that Kamal had and slowly learning about his backstory. Um, so overall, I just said it was enjoyable not the best plot. Uh, hits its comedic notes. Great one-liners. Don't expect a mind bender. Right. Like if you're gonna go there to have fun, you're gonna have fun. And yeah. I gave it overall a six point six out of ten. Okay, it's not bad. No, could be better. Could I'm be just, worse. I think I'll skip it. But yeah, that's good that, you know. Yeah. It's Woody. I don't know Woody Harrelson. How do you right? They do evolve it in a in a good way. Okay. Yeah. Where Billy is a is a hustler in the same way that Jeremy is, but like in a, in a calmer, more mental way. Yeah. 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 Well, good. All right. Let's get into our, our best worst and other Uh, remakes. uh, I did a lot of other. (laughs) Uh, First, I just want to say 1984 big year. Okay. A lot of mine, I'll, I'll do all of those just as a group because there was footloose there was Karate Kid, Firestarter, uh, Red Dawn, and Dune. So we're all 1984. Um, I have quite a few of those on my list. The 84? Uh, just those, or just those, those, yeah, those yeah, movies. Yeah. Um, Red Dawn, I had it as like a neutral. Like I don't think it's... I did too, only because I feel like... Did you see the original though? Yes. With, okay. Like Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So for me, the Red Dawn, the original that cast was like it was all the people like those were we didn't have like back then as many people as we do now obviously so you had like your core people and they were all like your age ish like for me probably not my age but like you know a little bit older where you look up to them so the cast is really good but I think the remake was better there was a lot more um shocking moments I would say 
there were moments that I was like, holy shit. Like that, it was just in that way a little bit better, but I can see why you'd be indifferent. I think they're both good. Yeah, the, the, probably that in terms of that difference like you have chris hemsworth in that movie outside of that it's like josh peck adrian palicki like it's not it's, it's not, not the, the star power it's not the star power as the original had yes uh firestarter i never saw the remake um apparently it's good i don't know uh, it, it, that movie terrified me oh really i heard it was maybe i'm not thinking of the same movie isn't like zach efron in that i don't think so is he Oh, I don't know. I just know the kid in it is um, Dean Armstrong, who is like pretty big in Toronto for acting. Yeah, he is in it. Oh, okay. So that's funny because I did not hear. Uh, do you know what its Rotten Tomatoes score is? No. Ten uh, percent. Wow. Okay. It's also critics who just hate everything. Well, Firestarter was originally Drew Barrymore, and she had the girl on and was like, you know, saying how much she loved it. So I just went by that. Um, Karate Kid. I am definitely on. I like the re- I like the original. Um, the remake was uh, Jaden Smith and Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yeah, there's just something about the original Karate Kid that I just I don't I don't know if you could ever capture that again. I was I was neutral on that side more because the I liked the modern retelling of like how much they changed it. Okay. The original, though, is also, like, held on where you could almost say, like, they brought it back in a modern way with um, the show that they did that I can't think of the name. Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. Yeah, they made yeah. a show about Cobra Kai, right, so right. It, the legacy lives on. Yeah. Also, um, the uh, now I can't think of it. What's the Karate Kid's name? Like, the character. I don't know. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> uh, Daniel. Because he says daniel son. Uh, daniel son. Uh, that kid sucks. Like, just, he, he's not, like, he's the quote-unquote hero of that movie. I suggest everyone go back and watch it. He is not. Outside of Cobra Kai, like, sweeping the leg and stuff, like, that's pretty bad. But, like, he also starts most of the fights. Who, like, Ralph Macchio? Yeah. Like, oh, Daniel. Yeah, oh, okay. His character, like, genuinely one of the worst, like, right. quote-unquote heroes. Yeah. Uh, Footloose. I mean, there's, I know for you, you and I are going to differ because you are a Miles Teller, Julianne Huff. Like you have your people in there. Uh, for me, it's just, you can't with Kevin Bacon. Like you just, it's just not going to happen. I gave, I gave it a neutral. Yeah, that's good. Cause I that think was very big of you. It's hard. It's hard to remake that, but it also was Miles Teller and Julianne Huff. Yeah. So like to me it was, it was enough. And like, Miles Teller wasn't even like the main character. He was the no, side friend. No, he was the side friend. But I can't remember his name. No, I don't remember. Willard. Either. Willard. Uh, the only other 1994 was Dune. I've never seen any. There's three actual Dunes. There's a 1965, a 1984. This is the third time they've redone it. I love Dune. The original, like the 2021 one. So not the original. <laughs> so not the original. Sorry, because I haven't seen the originals yeah the 1984 one is just like the eyes are like more prevalent than even the newer one it's just it's one of those movies that it's way better now because of the technology yeah i can see that like the 1984 one is a fine and acceptable movie but like if they made it to if they made that exact movie today everyone would be like what are you doing yeah i could see that i'm excited for dune 2 comes out in november of this year so I gave yeah. that a I gave that a best in terms of remake because of the technology that they have now. Right. You can go now. I just wanted to get the 1984. That was a huge year. Um, this is this is gonna be funny that somehow these movies get to be the same remakes are in the best and worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so a best would be the 2003 Cheaper by the Dozen. Yeah, I put that too. Because and they made a sequel, but like even if you want to just stick to the original and the cast in it is amazing. It's a again, it's a house of twelve kids. Cheaper by the dozen too hits too. It's good. Yeah, the you, one add, at you the throw co- in Eugene Levy. Yeah, and, and you have the cottage and stuff. Like I don't know. Underrated. I, I loved both of them. Um, but then they tried to do one in twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's that's what ends up in the worst is the remake where some things are just better left. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say about Cheaper by the Dozen. Hopefully it doesn't cancel us. It's They went too far in the trying to be inclusive. That oh, it became okay. all about that to me. Where I was like, okay, 
I get it. Like we have to have like, you know, a differently able person and we have to have this and we have to have that. And it's like, we don't need to always check the boxes. Like, you know, so I was like, it just, and, and it was long. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what was happening half the time. So, and I love the people that are in it, Zach Braff and, and Gab, Gabrielle Union. Like I like them, but I just, I, it didn't have that same feel as the original. I would describe the two. Or not th- the original, the middle. The middle one. Yeah. The 2003 version, I would describe it as organized chaos. Yeah. Where it's chaos and it's hard to keep track, but they just did such a good job of like not making it too much yeah. at once where they kind of just like, okay, we're going to talk about this kid. Now this kid, now this kid. And it's yeah. in a short amount of time, but it's not like everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Nice. Not, not like the movie, but just nice. everything all at once. Um, also have little women. So there it's been done three times. It's been done in 1933, 1994, and then, uh, 2017, which I've talked in great length. So we know how I feel. I mean, they're both great. I haven't seen the 1933 one. Um, but I would say I'm pretty like, I like both of them. So I just put it as like, I like them both. No, I put the 2017 in the, in the best yeah. category. I would, haven't seen the 1994, so I cannot cannot yeah. give you my opinion but I'll, I'll just throw it in neutral because of how much you hated it yeah uh, my oh, next stop. one stop <laughs> i'm just kidding uh my next one is probably one of the most interesting ones and now it's a movie i do want to see but i want to see the original now one of i actually when we ranked it it's my favorite movie of all time the departed uh, right is actually a remake which i didn't know either until i started researching too uh is a 2002 hong kong movie called internal affairs um, so I'm going to put that on my, my list for a future movie okay. that I want to watch. Okay. Um, just to see, I mean, for me, it's like, it's hard. Cause people like, even the article I read, they were like, it's so hard that this movie's going to get underrated now because the departed was a Martin Scorsese movie <laughs> with Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon, Damon, like yeah. so many people in it. Yeah. But I do, I want to give the, the original a chance. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Uh, Flatliners. I don't know if you ever saw. Uh, I've seen both of them. Yeah. So the 1990, again, these pe- like the people that are in there is like Jason Patrick, Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland. Like these were all the it people 2017. I know Nina Dobrev was in it and now Elliot Page, um, I don't remember the guys that were in it. It was definitely darker and scarier than the original. And uh, they did have Kiefer Sutherland in it again. Okay. Uh, Diego Luna, Kiersey Clemens, James Norton, who I feel like I just looked at was in another movie. But okay. uh, some of the people in it. But again, one, some movies are just better untouched. Yeah. Like I. Th- yeah. There's definitely that would be one that I would be like, I don't know. I would say another one that falls into that category is Point Break. Yeah. yeah I like the 1994? I have 91. 91. Okay. So, wrong. Uh, it's a movie that we didn't need to see again. No. What, no. It's Keanu and who's... Is it Patrick Swayze? It is Patrick Swayze. We didn't need that again. Yeah. Yeah. As you could have gotten the best people for that movie, but just the... It's right place, right time, right director. Mm-hmm. Catherine Bigelow. Yes. It just we just didn't need to see it. No, again. I agree. I agree. Uh, Italian job. I haven't seen the original, um, but I did obviously really enjoy the twenty the two thousand and three one version with Mark Wahlberg and Charlize Theron and Ed Norton. Like I would say that I really enjoyed it. So it because I haven't seen both, it is hard. But it has it is a remake. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kind of rattle off some more of the worst. Okay. Yep. Uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. I don't think it, it's hard to replicate the kind of fear that Freddy Krueger puts into a movie. Right. So I find I find it hard to do to do a remake. Um, they did remade The Fog, mm. which like probably didn't need to be made in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't um, that an Alfred Hitchcock? Yes. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, another one oh, like. I have that one. Too. How do you? How do you do it again? It's interesting. I'm I'm fascinated to know, like, Chloe. It was Chloe that did it, right? Mart- Grace Martins. Mort. Whatever her name is. I don't know. She's got three names. Chloe Grace Moretz. Thanks. Um, it's just interesting, like, to take on that role of, like, Sissy Spacek. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's fascinating to me that people that do that, right? Um, I would say then, out of this kind of run here, the most egregious one to me, which I did not know was a thing until researching this, 
They remade Psycho. Oh, really? In 1998 with uh, Julianne Moore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Remaking they, s- they swept that one under the rug. <laughs> yeah, remaking Alfred Hitchcock's probably I would say the most influential horror movie ever. Yeah. Even one that like I've watched it like it's not it's not that scary looking back. It's just creepy. Yeah, I would say creepy. Norman Norman Bates is creepy. Yeah. But like in terms of like what scares you in that movie is like I'm sure they amped it up for 1998. Yeah. Um, I also have a Star is Born. Oh, sorry. Were you done? You had more. That was okay. a little. I've, I mean, I yeah, have yeah, more, but yeah. that was it for that kind of little, okay, uh, little. horror run. Um, so a Star is Born has been done quite a few times as well. Um, I haven't seen anything except for the one that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga just did. So I again, I, it's hard to say which one is better. I know that they love with the theme of like some kind of like sad ending i guess they one of the i know one of them he he dies in a car accident so yeah this one was ended a little differently but yeah i enjoyed the movie i threw i threw it in neutral because of like how many times you can do it that like you have to change things yeah yeah make it a little more current or uh this is one another one that i didn't know was a remake but it was the first first thing i like when I looked it up, it was the first movie I saw, and I was like, oh, it's interesting that Ocean's Eleven in 2001 is a remake. Yeah. Going back to, like, the, the Rat Pack days. 1960, I know. I had that as I haven't seen both, so it's hard, but I love the original. Like, not, sorry, I love the remake of Ocean's Eleven. Just, like, those, the guys, like, you can't you can't go wrong with that, right? Yeah, and then they tried to do a girl version. Are they doing another? Oh, no, they're doing... Um... Which I watch. I don't know why people hate on it. I think it's great. I think the people in it are great. I think that if people rewatched it now, they would be like, oh, it's not that bad. I think I think people go in with a bit of a preconceived. I don't think I did, but I would say great might be a stretch. Oh, I, would say I just it was watched it recently and I liked it. Very good. That's what I, I would... think I watched it on the plane. Yeah, going to Mexico, I watched it. Well, yeah. Mexico. Um, let's do a uh, total recall being remade in 2012 as opposed to the 90s ones with with arnie yeah we, d- we didn't need it no nope. as simple as that i have I- one more but i'm gonna save it because it might be one of the worst movies i've ever seen <gasps> i love it i don't have any more the only thing i have left are coming up and then i wanted to ask you a question of are there any movies that should never in all caps be redone like be remade um outside of like any like most franchises i would say don't remake um off the top of my head i immediately think ferris bueller right you could just never do that again um i feel like most people would say breakfast club that's what i put on my list but like i think you could do a modern version of it as long as it's not like them sitting on their phones No, but that's just, what I mean. Like you'd have to like everyone put their phone in a in a jar. Otherwise, everyone's just going to sit on their phone. Right. I, I was also going to say the same thing about what I said about white man can't jump is if you don't call it the same thing, but just kind of make the same movie. Right. Right. You could get away with that. That's OK, because kids don't have detention anymore because they're snowflakes. OK. Oh, they're special. We don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh, right you calling them snowflakes (laughs) well that's the way they're being raised right now okay in schools is like we don't there are no consequences because it might upset them so it would be a hard movie to make they'd have to almost like do something wrong in the school or something like maybe like cyberbullying or we could maybe think of something but breakfast club i don't think they should touch Uh, a couple more true grit Oh uh, yeah, remade with Jeff Bridges and Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, she got nominated for an Oscar though for that. Um, also have Casino Royale, which I didn't think was a remake. No, but it was either. a comedic version in 1967. Hmm. Um, and my last one, I think, uh, my last one here, uh, original movie made in 1959, mm-hmm. so very old. Yeah, remade in 2016, and somehow felt worse. The technology felt worse, but Ben Hur. it was remade in 2016 and just i was like oh cool like i don't want to watch the old one i'm gonna watch the new one yeah i watched the new one and i was like this sucks really i watched the old one the old one actually still like holds up decently well right right 1959 that's fascinating 
That's really fascinating. Um, I have a couple upcoming. I have two, actually. Uh, Roadhouse they are redoing with Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Because they were filming it at a UFC event. Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. I did hear him, his spiel on it, Jake Gyllenhaal. So I'm not as jaded. But again, when you grow up with certain movies, it is... You know, be like them redoing like Dirty Dancing or Grease or like there's just some movies I just don't think like just let them be. I agree with you. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like just let them let them be, you know? Yeah. Especially like if you're going to like remake it per se, don't don't call it Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah. You can make a Ferris Bueller type of movie where like you could make a movie where where the guy like wants to be Ferris Bueller. Yeah but it isn't called Ferris Bueller. What if it's a girl? That'd be cool. Girl lead who's who's a scammer or like that. Yeah. He's a scammer. Yeah. Uh, The only other one I could have on here is Wonka, which is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of remake, we think. We're not entirely sure. I thought it was a prequel. Okay. Because it has been done by Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp. So now Timothy Chalamet is it's coming out this year. A lot of hype behind it. And yeah, so it is It is still about Willy Wonka because he plays Wonka. So it's kind of a remake, I would think. I don't know. A remake of the character, at least. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So that's it. Oh, sorry. Oh, jump scare there. Ted Lasso. We watched it. It ended last week and we got all caught up and then watched the finale together. It does not disappoint. There's no spoilers. Don't worry. There are definitely once you watch it, find the video that shows you all of the things that were tied in from seasons that they put this beautiful bow on. It doesn't mean everyone has a happy ending, but like they put this beautiful bow and they intersect all these old stories. And it is just one of the best shows ever made. Like, and, and, I don't understand people that don't like it. Like I really have a hard time because I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you wouldn't like about it. Like it's got so much heart and it's got so many great characters and the character development and just the love they all have for each other. And it's just a beautiful show. Yeah. One of, one of the callbacks in which I called like as it was happening, because I just remembered, you know, a few, I want to see you win an Oscar at the ESPYs. Yeah. Is the line from season one. But you can tell that the show was built for three seasons because it was so perfectly put together that they had all of these callbacks going back to like season, probably season one, episode one. Mm -hmm. And they just put this perfect bow on it. I think that is the end of the Ted Lasso story. But I think in terms of AFC Richmond, I think there's more to tell. And they ended it in a way that they could keep some sort they of could. story going. It's not a cliffhanger, but they could keep it going. The, that is the rumor out there. And Jason Sudeikis has said this, that that is the end of Ted Lasso. The three but, seasons, that was the arc. That's what he planned. That's the arc. However, it doesn't mean that it's the last we're going to see potentially of some of the characters yeah one in particular i don't actually know his real name which is probably bad but the character that plays isaac mcadoo posted on instagram saying goodbye farewell for now for now yeah. which i'm sure they know how popular it is they know how yeah. successful it is but Sudeikis, who now will take more of a back back house role right in the show uh if or not in the show like but a if, background if more. it can if it continues and like it, he he would still be a writer because yeah, he wrote that. It still starts with him, Brandon Hunt, and they have a third person that right. he said we're gonna we're gonna sit down like we did before before we even wrote season one because this is a character like some people don't realize this character the character of Ted Lasso has been around real. for ten years. Yeah, yeah, he's and a real guy. Not a real guy. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Well, like he's based on a real guy. Based on like a few people, I guess. Right. But like they made this character for like an NBC sports ad Mm. in which they then got the rights to or got the rights back from NBC to make the show. The show. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, I just didn't want to leave without saying that because I totally forgot that we had watched that. We should start a new segment. It's called What Are We Watching? Okay. Okay. 
Uh, I'm Look watch- forward to that next next oh. week, guys. I'm watching Shameless. Nice. Almost done season two. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Yeah, you like it? Better than the first time. Um, you how many seasons are there? Ten. Wow. Twelve episodes and oh, each, ep- each episode's bad. like forty-five minutes. Okay, so it's not too bad. Manageable. Cool. Next week. Yeah. Uh, next week. Uh, one forty-two. What's what's fun about that? I one? don't know. I'll figure it out though. Don't worry. Uh, we have our IMCs up in the air and personal shopper. Yep. And then uh, we're gonna make some taglines. We're gonna make the taglines. Yep. We're gonna make them. And we'll figure out off air how many we're doing so that we. And and then the other person guesses. What we're making a tagline for? Like what movie? Maybe we do both. Oh. Oh, okay. Maybe if we do if we do ten, okay. we do five movie, five TV. I like it. Okay, sounds good. Case, you got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.